Hey, home growers, Parker Curtis here from Homegrown Cannabis Co. Before Chronic gets into another awesome podcast, I have another free seed deal to let you guys know about over at Homegrown Cannabis Co. We're giving away four free lemon drizzle autoflower seeds with every order. The sought after indica heavy hybrid is the ultimate evening dessert, filling your mouth with sweet flavors before sending you to bed. So head over to homegrowncannabisco.com, fill your basket and use code lemons. That's L-E-M-O-N-S at checkout. I'll be back later with some more info on this delicious strain. Enjoy the show. What's up, you amazing listeners and those tuning in from Homegrown Cannabis Co.'s YouTube channel. I'm your host, Chronic, from the Cannabis Chronicles on Instagram and YouTube, and I'm back with an all-new episode of the Homegrown Podcast brought to us by Homegrown Cannabis Co. Be sure to show them some love and go browse their top-notch cannabis seeds over at www.homegrowncannabisco.com. And be sure to follow along on whichever platform you're tuning in from so you never miss out on any of these amazing episodes. In today's episode of the Homegrown Podcast, I'll be going over my opinions with my reasonings behind whether or not all the fancy tools are necessary to grow cannabis, or if you can grow cannabis without them. To start off talking about whether or not fancy tools are necessary, let's talk about what fancy tools there are for you growers out there. Now there are dozens and dozens of items on the market and new items going up every day, so I'm going to keep this tool list to the majority of items that I see most novices purchase and eventually never use due to actually not needing the item in their garden, and it becomes a pretty big waste of money over time. If you haven't heard the episode of what items to purchase that I've done for growing cannabis, I definitely recommend checking it out after this episode to determine what type of items or setup that fit in your budget. Um, But definitely do it after this episode because I'll list a lot of items that will help determine out of that list which ones you guys will use. And you'll understand what more I mean here here in a few minutes. Now, there are many tools I see growers purchase when they start off. Once I go through the list, I'll break into which items I find useful, what they do, and my reasonings to why they're necessary in the garden. Now, for those of you who don't really know who I am, have never seen my grows, or don't know anything about me, and if you should trust my knowledge, um, please pause this episode and go check out my page and my post on Instagram and YouTube called The Cannabis Chronicles. You can see many of the training techniques I do, plants I've grown, and all the diagnosing of problems I've done, and you can choose to listen to my opinions on the tool matter. Um, Now, I do say all of that not to brag or showcase my skills. Um, I actually want to have you guys and gals check out my garden to see how close of a setup or um, similar of a space that we actually have, because that is going to matter when determining um, which items you're actually going to need and are necessary. Uh, Most of my content has plants within soil. However, I did recently just begin hydroponic episodes, and those two type of methods require very different necessity or um, necessary tools to begin. So I'm going to list out my top 20 or so uh, tools that I think all people should purchase, whether you're growing um, in hydroponic or soil. And out of that top 20 list, I'll be telling you which of those ones I believe that um, fit in the hydroponic category, the soil category, or fit in the everyone should have category. To begin the list, we'll start with some smaller tools or items that many growers may not think about getting or just haven't thought about. And then I'm just going to break into all the other types of uh, tools. So this is going to be a long list. If you're um, waiting for these and you've been listening for this tool list, it's about to come up. So be sure to get your um, pen and paper ready or be sure to pause the video here in a second. So first item would be green twist ties, humidity and temperature gauges, 62% two-way humidity packets. 
mason jars, trimming shears for both chopping large stalks and trimming dried herb, CO2, trellis netting, bamboo stakes, pH adjusters, a sweetener for feedings, supplemental lighting like UVA or UVB, drying racks or a drying space, various grow pot sizes, five gallon buckets, air pump or pumps, air lines, air um, air stones, extension cables, surge protected power strips, flood tray or trays, light movers, ratchet clips or hangers, clip on fans, carbon filters, inline fans, mycorrhizae, pH reader, ppm reader, light timers, propagation trays and domes, uh, seedling heat mats, germ genie, plant protectants, yellow gnat traps, liquid microbials, garden gloves, knee pads or pad for kneeling, trim bin or tray, jeweler's loop, lights, tent or tents, ducting, rock wool, mesh pots, feeding lines, water pump, digital controller or control board for feeding timers or automation, and all sorts of nutrients or amendments people buy or use, and countless other products out there. I could go on, but that's a solid list of above 20 items, I think. And these are the majority of items that growers are purchasing for cultivating indoor plants in soil, cocoa, or hydroponics. There are probably some items I missed out, but that's okay. I think I covered the majority of basics for everyone. Now, that list seems overwhelming, especially when I say everything on that list could be necessary depending on your setup or grow space. However, you could use one or so many of those items or ixnay them or not purchase them depending on your situation. So how does a grower actually decide out of that massive list what you actually need? Well, luckily I will say, depending on your setup, you will have to only worry about some of the items and you will be able to save money. So let's start off for those growers who aren't doing automated feeding systems. You're doing living soil with water only feedings, maybe a top feeding to re-amend the soil. And this way you'll have the lowest cost startup and most minimal amount of items needed. So living soil with maybe top feeding and a compost tea is pretty much the bare minimum and cheapest way to grow. Now, if you buy a quality living soil like Build-A-Soil or various other top-notch brands, you generally can get away with needing only earthworm castings to top your soil with or mycorrhizae. You won't need any sort of feeding controller, feeding lines, liquid microbials, or any other type of foods unless you really want to be like on an automated system, which is fairly pricey. So we're just talking bare minimum, what you need to get started to harvest your first plants. Now you may find yourself wanting to keep pH adjusters, a pH pen, a five gallon bucket, and an air pump around to make compost tea for your soils to also help feed nutrients back into the soil. So I do recommend keeping an air pump, an air line, an air stone, and a five gallon bucket with a lid. That way you can make some compost teas for yourself and it can uh, really boost the nutrient uptake for your plants during your grow if your grow medium um, starts to lose uh, amendments or the amount of nutrients uh, bioavailable for your plants. If you don't want to do compost teas and you really only need a pH pen and pH adjusters just to make sure your feeding solution, whether it's sweetener, water plus some food, whatever it is, is in proper pH range and you want your pH pen so you can check the runoff of your actual feed so you know your soil is within range still. Now, if you're fortunate enough to have a reverse osmosis water filtration system, you can put the pH directly where you need it and you don't need any pH adjusters or a pen. You just need your grow pots, your living soil, earthworm castings, your twist ties, 
or 90 degree low stress trainers, along with all your necessary items for cultivating and harvesting cannabis like trimming shears, mason jars, two-way humidity packets, a drying space, some gallon bags for excess trim. A trim bin or tray isn't necessary, but you'll be regretting it if you aren't able to collect all that key from trimming. So those are some of the items that um, all growers may want to think about purchasing um, regardless of your space just because no matter what space you are and you do have to dry, cure, and trim your cannabis. You want to make sure you do it the proper ways. Now be sure to stay tuned as we do take a short commercial break with Homegrown Cannabis Co. Um, to find out the latest information and when we get back I will be discussing the items that hydroponic growers will need to begin their journey and finish off with the items necessary for every grower as well as like what the cheapest setup in my opinion is so definitely stay tuned um you know pretty much that first segment we just discussed as a recap uh living soil earthworm castings and a compost tea is about the cheapest as far as like your grow medium cost um what supplies you'll need for that instead of you know worrying about hydroponics with all sorts of other parts and um you know cocoa and feeding various amendments and having a full line and all that um, a living soil is just a soil that's full of amendments in one bag and you really only have to maybe top feed it and amend the soil once to twice per grow or do a compost tea so it's that's pretty much the bare minimum and that was like where most growers i see start um, have the most success with not not wasting money because they're not blowing through nutrients or nutrient lines trying to find the ones that they like so stay tuned when we get back we'll break into more hey parker kurt is back again to give you some more sweet details on our latest free seed deal like I mentioned earlier, we're giving away four free lemon drizzle autoflower seeds with every order over at homegrowncannabisco.com with code LEMONS, that's L-E-M-O-N-S. Lemon drizzle auto is an indica hybrid cross with critical auto and mazar auto, which you can expect to harvest some super citrus filled resinous buds in only 10 weeks. Best to leave lemon drizzle auto for nighttime sessions or lazy days as they glue you to the couch. You can look forward to unparalleled relaxation, euphoria, and creativity after a single toke. And we're back from that amazing break with Homegrown Cannabis Co. Be sure to rip a fat bowl or drop a fat dab as we get back into some items necessary for you growers growing cannabis. Now in that last segment, I talked about what growers would need if they were using living soil and what they could get away with not having and specific variables that may allow uh, for growing without specific tools. You know, um, hydroponics is really uh, dialed in and you need PPM readers, EC readers, pH readers, temperature readers, all that. You need everything dialed in, all your numbers proper. Some people have feeding lines, some people have recirculating systems, and it's very in-depth. So that first segment, we pretty much just talked about your bare minimum living soil grow. So now we're going to break into what you all need for hydroponic growing and automated systems and showcase the difference between the cost prices the um, part list just everything needed for those types of growing they're very different living soil like i said that that first explanation is literally if you're looking for the most bare minimum way cost effective way of growing cannabis just you know you don't want a bunch of items in your space you want the least amount of items to grow living soil is the probably cheapest aside from maybe a deep water culture bucket with just some um hydroton that those two methods are about the least invasive ways in your grow space 
Now, um, let's pretty much break into building automated systems and what they require. Um, and pretty much everything on the original list I blabbed about, you'll pretty much need if you're gonna use an automated system. So that long list, that plus more. Um, building an automated system requires loads of tiny additional parts, especially if it's a flood and drain or recirculating deep water culture system. With those types of systems, you could find yourself spending in excess of 200 to 500 or upwards on parts compared to soil growers or even single bucket deep water culture growers like I was mentioning. The reason for this jump in price is the amount of tools or items actually needed to build these systems that have a high cost up front, but return value by being more cost effective or efficient and generally more dialed in number wise in the long run than no-till beds or singular organic grow pots. That's not to say that those no-till beds or organic grow pots aren't dialed in. It's just when you get these automated systems, they're literally dialed in to like the 0 0.01, like the hundredth or thousand thousand decimal point. So um, not to say that they can't yield insane bud, but hydroponics and automated systems are built to be thoroughly dialed in um, by the use of various probes and pH readings to get the exact amount of food your plants can handle without burning. Like even, you know, people will push them to just the slightest bit of tip burn, which is called greenhouse burn. But I mean, they're literally pushing them to the feeding points where the plant's still uptaking nutrients. So they're quite impressive systems and they're very in-depth once you get into the automation of things. Now, I'm not insanely familiar with all the tools necessary for growing these high-end setups because I personally have never built one of these setups and I'm not gonna speak on knowing all the components or what you need for them. Now, I am in the process of building an RDWC system or a recirculating deep water culture system, which will be two four bucket systems with 70 gallon reservoirs. So one system for my veg tent, one system for my flower tent. Um, and just in parts alone, not including buckets. So this is not including the buckets. This is not including the lids. This is not including the air pumps. This is not including the airlines, the air stones. This is simply just all the parts to literally build the system from the bulkheads, the PVC, the PVC tools, the drill, the drill bits, the hole saw, basically everything you need to put your system together without the bucket. So add like $100 on the bucket because buckets can get pretty pricey, um, even $200 on for buckets, depending on what kind of bucket you're buying. Um, so I hit $400 between the 20 bulkheads needed and all the PVC tools for drilling holes, PVC cement, PVC cutters, and random little parts that I didn't think I would end up having. So that is the blatant truth behind if you're trying to build a hydroponic or automated system or recirculating system, they're a lot more pricier than just doing like a living soil or singular bucket system or just tossing a seed into a one gallon, three gallon grow pot. So when it comes to more involved systems, you can spend thousands very quickly depending on how large your grow op is or how in depth you're trying to automate it. In the future on this show, I'll be interviewing a gentleman in California who has an automated grow to the point where he can literally do everything on his phone from feeding to watering, which is insane. So when it comes to tech and build outs of automated systems, they can be insanely in depth in labor and part cost, and they're all completely unique based on the person who's building them and their own variable setup situation, how they program it. It's it's insane. I'm, I'm not super tech savvy like that yet. I still do everything myself, but automated systems are next level and they're really becoming quite impressive. So for those growers out there who just wanna get started with bare minimum essentials, you're not trying to spend $10,000, $5,000, $2,000, 
you're like, all right, I got $500 or less and I wanna go ahead and build a space. These are the tools that I will explain for you guys as the most simplistic setup for a one to four plant harvest every four months or less and you can even get it on a perpetual cycle to be harvesting once a month or once every three weeks depending on when you germinate your seeds so let's break into it first you'll need a tent or a space if you have a space like an extra bedroom or spare closet this will do best you'll want a smaller two by two by four foot two by four by five foot or three by three by six foot space to create the cheapest, most functional and really quality grow space for the most cost efficient build. Um, and when I say cost efficient, I mean like cheapest build for the best bang for your buck while not going like breaking the bank. Two by two by four foot is the smallest and most affordable with tents on Amazon starting at $50 and plant and panda plastic for small closets starting at $25 per roll. If you don't know what panda plastic is, it has a very solid black layer on one side and it's very solid white on the other. It's a very strong um, like plastic type material that can be wiped and reflects light really well. You can make makeshift rooms out of it. Um, it's an old school way of making like little grow spaces and stuff. So at $50 tops right now, if you needed a tent, then you'll need your seeds. So that's pretty much where we're at. $50, we're gonna start at the price point, and I'm gonna show you guys how for $500 to $600, you can build a four plant to five plant setup, even six plant setup if you do small enough pots, um, to perpetually yield really quality 1.5 to 2.5 ounces or more per plant, you know, very frosty 16, 17, 18% bud or higher. So we're at $50 right now, spending on a tenth. Auto flower seeds will be the best to start in a space like this in one to three gallon pots. Um, nothing bigger. You can do photos, but I always tell people when you're starting cultivation and if this is your first time buying or setting up a space, auto flowers are going to be your easiest to just germinate, place in a pot, feed and leave be. Don't even, not worrying about low stress training or any crazy training techniques um, to start. Just getting plants that are fed proper, that have properly developed bud, properly proper pH ranges and basically uh, an experience of your first grove that teaches you all the basic fundamentals that you need to be successful without breaking your bank. So a pack of auto flowers um, is about $80 on Homegrown Cannabis Co. And lucky for you, they do double up specials and all sorts of deals and they have discount codes. So generally when uh, they do double up specials, a lot of people snag their seeds because it double up doubles up your cart for the same price. You basically get buy one, get one. Um, so for like uh, eight seeds, you could get them for $80, so $10 a seed, which is really cheap. Um, so that's $130 so far in your setup between autoflower seeds and a tent which is really, really cheap if you think about it because there's a lot of tents out there that cost, um, even a two by two by four tent from Gorilla Grows can be anywhere from 150 or 80 to $150 um, depending on the quality of material. Now the Amazon Grow tent I'm mentioning is actually a good quality material. I've used it multiple times for pollen projects and it only gets used for photo period plants. I never have hermaphrodite, so um, no light leaks and they're, they're good quality, they're nice quality tents. They got a good product for an inexpensive price for us growers out there, which is nice. 
that is, uh, like I said, $130 so far, and we need to create airflow. And luckily in a small tent, you really only need very minimal powered inline fans and like a small clip-on fan. So you can snag a very, like a $10 clip-on fan or cheaper from Walmart. And that's just an additional price that you can just clip on, you know, top or bottom in your, I would do like mid-range in the tent just to allow some circulation. Um, but for your inline fans, you can snag the inexpensive $25 to $30 carbon filter and fan combos um, from VivoSun or Spider Farmer. VivoSun has the cheapest, so we'll pick the $23 inline fans and the $30 carbon, fan, uh, carbon filters. You'll need two of each. So you'll need two inline fans and two carbon filters because you attach an inline fan to a carbon filter for your intake and an inline fan and a carbon filter for your outtake. This creates a clean air environment so that dust and pest and all sorts of crap isn't gonna get blown into your environment. And then this also scrubs the air going out, exhausting so that your smell and everything is still clean and your house doesn't reek of cannabis and all that. Um, now with doing that math, we're gonna be put at about $236 because it's about $106 for two fans and two filters. So, which is cheap. You you know, normally filters and fans go for upwards of $60 per filter and upwards of like $80 per fan, depending on the high-end fans that you're getting and stuff that have controllers like AC Infinity. But we're gonna use the cheaper Vivo Sun um, fans and filters just to get started or the Spider Farmer ones just uh, as a budget build. So we're at $236 with a tent, fans, and your seeds. So, and you have filters. So you have fans, filters, tent, and seed. Now that that is gonna produce a, a great environment. However, your one of the main components is still missing, and that's a light. And you can get an expensive, you can get an inexpensive, sorry, I didn't mean to say expensive. You can get an inexpensive 90-watt full spectrum grow light that will grow some dense frosty nugs like the Mars Hydro TS600 or one of their 350 SP series or even the Spider Farmer SF1000 which will work incredible or the SE1000. Any of those lights or types of lights like that will range from $90 to $120 generally which will put us at about $356 if we snag the $120 light. So now you have lights, fans, filters, um, and a tent and your seeds. So you have you have pretty much all the components you really need to grow cannabis except for your grow pots and your medium. Now the last few things to purchase that we would want would be a $35 pH pen, like the Dr. Meter pH pen off Amazon, uh, maybe a $30 to $50 bag of living soil, which we'll choose the $30 bag to be more cost efficient, some organic earthworm castings, roughly $20 a bag, and a way to water your girls, which you can reuse a one gallon milk chug a milk jug you clean for free. So now we're at $406 with everything. So really what's left after that? Um, you need four three gallon grow pots, which will be like five to $10. So we're at $416. And maybe you want some plastic 90 degree low stress trainer clips or green twist ties, which you'll spend $10 on them. So we're about $426. You'll then need some drying, trimming, and curing items. So for four plants, you can get a small pack of mason jars for 15 bucks. You can grab some diamond cut code trimming shears and use code chronic10 and save some money. So about $60 for two pairs of shears, one trimming large stalks and one trimming bud precisely. It makes a difference. Trust me, you don't wanna use your nice trimming shears on the stalks, you'll dull them. Then you need hangers to convert your space for drying, which is about $10. And lastly, you'll want two-way humidity packs, roughly $15 to 
so we'll say $20. So for $530 to $550, bucks, you can have a 2x2x4 space to 3x3x6 foot space that can yield 1.5 to 3 ounces per plant of solid dense frosty flower in 55 to 80 days with auto flowers. And if you get on a perpetual cycle and stagger your germination weeks, you can be harvesting once a month in that space to every three weeks. And that's for less than $1,000. It's 500 to 600 bucks. You're pretty much setting up a very functioning, bare minimum, cost-effective, non-waste, no unnecessary tools setup for yourself that you can add to and grow off of. It's always best to start with these small spaces and grow off them because then you're not spending excess uh, amounts of money on things that you may not need or you may not use for a year or two while you're learning to cultivate cannabis and some items when you purchase them might go bad like if you purchase nutrients that you never use or an amendment that you don't know how to use or maybe you snag something that is like a, a, car, a, a carbon based um, pouch or something that's to cleanse the air maybe you purchased a pack that was filled with too many and you don't go through them enough and now you have three or four that will go bad on you because you don't get to using them. So that's the kind of cost-effective um, purchases I'm talking about when setting up your grow is making precise purchases that you're not gonna have excess of stuff laying around, taking up space in your house, your apartment, your area that you're living in, wherever it's at. And it's going to make sure that it's a functional grow space that works for you and your plants. The reason I say auto flowers in this two by two by four, three by three by foot, three by three by six foot growth space is because you're not gonna run into the problem of your heights getting out of control. You're, you're really, especially if you're staying in three to five gallon or under grow pot sizes, you're really not gonna have, you know, five, six foot plants. You're gonna stay within like the three to four foot marker, which is exactly what you need. If you're in like one to three gallon plants pot, if you're in one to three gallon pot sizes, your plants should only get about a foot and a half to three feet max and they should just really put all the weight into cola development and trichome development so that's really where you're trying to put most of the energy now my actual like my fiance and i grew plants in these exact spaces as specifically a two by two by four foot space that i mentioned with all the same items the vivosim fans the mars ts 600 um and we have pretty much had the exact same setup that I'm talking about, about $500 is what we spent. And we would literally get 55 to 60 day auto flowers and one gallon pots that tested 18 to 20% THCA and would be around 1.5 to 2.5 ounces of dried dense bud. Um, and we, you know, we would also end up with about half an ounce to an ounce of frosted trim that we could use for edibles or hash. So in that space, you can really, really crank out some quality plants in a short period of time, especially if you don't consume a lot of cannabis or you just want to get into this hobby to learn so you can start growing on a more functional or functioning scale that doesn't break your um, bank and doesn't um, give you headaches while learning, you know? That's the, that's the worst is, is trying to learn something and, and having something not work even though you have that knowledge in front of you and you don't know what you're doing wrong. So these small spaces, they make for very great learning environments to make mistakes with because they're so easy to fix. It's not like you're dealing with a 10 by 10 room with 30 plants inside of it. Trust me, it can get out of hand really fast. Um, now, like I said, for about 500 to 600, a grower can begin their cultivation journey um, in that two by two by four space or three by three by six space and it's gonna be 10 times better than anything you purchase from a commercial dispensary and on top of it if you haven't heard my latest podcast 
Um, the one where I talk about is neem oil causing cannabis hypermesis syndrome. That's another thing to consider is now, you know, when you grow your own cannabis, you actually control everything going into your bud. So in these small growth spaces, getting started up um, with just the items that are necessary to grow, not spending more than you can um, have to, and just getting straight to uh, cultivating and harvesting, you're gonna grow a bud that is like so much better of an experience. It's gonna taste better. It's gonna have a clearer, better um, effects, whether it's uh, a euphoric high or a body high. And um, you probably won't experience as much nausea or anxiety. Um, you know, I, I keep hearing that with dispensary use, people keep getting so much nausea and anxiety or experiencing cannabis hypermesis syndrome. So definitely something to think about, something to ponder. Maybe check out that episode and listen, give it a listen, let it uh, sit on the brain waves and, and make your decision on whether or not you're going to join us in the homegrown community as a cultivator yourself. Now, these are the items that I think um, would be necessary for a small um, setup. But here are some of the items that I think to finish off this episode that every grower um, would use regardless of your setup. So um, it just depends on what you're doing and what your setup is like. So we're gonna first talk about consumption necessary uh, necessities. And I'm gonna start off with those because we just talked about everything to grow cannabis, but what about the things to consume cannabis? Not everybody can smoke flowers because maybe they have lung issues or um, issues just inhaling smoke um, and it's too harsh for them. So making edibles, tinctures, RSO, or making their own rosin is where it's at. So the two machines that I would recommend as a necessity buy or something to purchase would be a magical butter machine if you're an edible tincture or RSO person, that is the best machine to purchase and really go ahead and make your stuff um, without a headache or hassle of doing it. It does it, you know, in its own machine, does everything itself, turns it, heats it, all of that. It's, you can set it off on the counter and don't, you don't have to worry about it. Um, the second machine would be like a, a rosin press, like the Nug Smasher. I recommend Nug Smasher because they're made in America, they're lifetime warranty, and they're extremely quality heat plates and uh, sensors. And the, their machines are just great quality and they work amazing. We get about a 25 to 26% yield off our presses, so we love our Nug Smasher Mini. It's awesome. The reason I also mentioned Nug Smasher Mini is they do have a buyback program. So if you want to upgrade your um, press, which a lot of people don't think like, oh, I won't need to upgrade. But if you get into growing cannabis, generally you'll, you'll progress and start growing more and more. And you might want a bigger machine to be able to do bigger presses and have a larger heat plate um, and have more options of like press pressure and all that stuff dialed in. So they do a buyback program. So they'll buy your machine back for 50% of cost, which is cool. Um, so, you, you know, you don't lose money on that. You don't have to collect. 20 different machines. So that's that's items. Those are the two consumption items that I recommend that every grower at least have one of them. You know, a magic butter machine really comes in handy for making use of uh, trim and all sorts of things. Now the items necessary um, for every single person, regardless of space, not consumption, just regardless of space cultivating cannabis, every single person needs pH ranges, uh, our pH reader to know the pH ranges and uh, pH adjusters. So those are those are the, the two items that every, no matter what every cultivator should have on hand, you always need to make sure you know, you know the pH range of your runoff, your feeds, uh, where your girls are sitting, if there's any issues and things like that. Because if you start wanting to diagnose problems like calcium magnesium deficiency, you're gonna run into the headache of not knowing the pH ranges if you don't have a pH pen. And you might be feeding more Calmax 
snag when really your girl is just out of range and she just can't access the calcium magnesium she has in her soil. And when she gets back in range, there's gonna be a nutrient toxicity because you fed too much. So having a pH pen and reader and adjusters can make a drastic difference for everyone's garden. So those are the two, those right there are the main supplies that I think every gardener should have that I see that most gardeners think they don't need and then they end up having to purchase and their plants take a hit because that week that that pH pen takes to arrive, your girl's out of range and it can affect the growth rate and all sorts of stuff, especially in flower. Now, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. It was kind of a longer ranted episode. And I hope you guys enjoyed the uh, new video format of having my uh, face on camera for these uh, podcasts. This is going to be more of the formal form and how we do things. And if you guys are listening on Spotify, you can check out the video episodes on Homegrown Cannabis Co.'s YouTube. And I believe we're actually able to post the uh, video content on Spotify now. So we just want to give a big shout out and a big round of applause for everyone who supported us and uh, made the show possible because it really is thanks to all you guys listening and we uh, we really appreciate it. So without further ado, be sure to follow along on whichever platform you're listening from so you never miss out on any of the episodes that we post of this show. Remember, go show Homegrown Cannabis Co. some love for making this show possible by browsing their top-notch cannabis seeds at www.homegrowncannabisco.com. If you want to let me know your thoughts on which tools you need, maybe you want to talk to me about cannabis hypermesis syndrome, or just have a chat with me in general, you can tag at chronic, that's K-R-O-N-I-C at www.homegrowncannabisco.community. I'm your host, Chronic, from the Cannabis Chronicles on Instagram and YouTube, and you can find all my personal content on the Cannabis Chronicles, like I said, on YouTube. I have many videos of educational stuff with Homegrown Cannabis Co. plants, and Instagram I post daily or try to post daily, so if you want to see more stuff I do, you want to talk to me, you can tag at chronic on the homegrown cannabis co community you can go check out my personal pages whatever you want to do but i'll be back here every single wednesday to teach you amazing listeners all about cannabis cultivation on the homegrown podcast brought to us by homegrown cannabis co so thanks for tuning in i really appreciate it much love happy growing and peace my amazing listeners Thanks, Chronic, for another amazing podcast, and thank you, home growers, for listening. Remember to like, follow, and give the podcast a five-star rating. Remember to use code LEMONS, that's L-E-M-O-N-S, over at homegrowncannabisco.com to pick up your free lemon drizzle auto seeds with anything you buy. Happy growing, and see you in the garden.